Dark Mirror or Black Mirror. I always forget what to call it. I've watched like two episodes of it ever. We live in it. Like who needs to watch? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I think it kind of aged really poorly, actually, because of that. Like it was basically maybe like two years or something behind like where we were. I don't. It's a really hit and miss show. Maybe two episodes, honestly, is like I guess it depends on which ones. But maybe that's like the right amount. Like to I did. I don't know. I saw the Bryce Dallas Howard one that was like the social media score type one, which basically like was the anti-vax COVID world, I guess. Yeah, it didn't go far enough, really. I feel like that episode. And then Sandy Nipro, which I think the aesthetics of that, that was like the lesbian like 80s bar kind of one. Oh, yeah. The like transhumanist sort of like. Yeah, I, at least aesthetically, I feel like it kicked off like a whole wave of sort of like that vibe. Yeah, that would be fun to revisit because I had such a different impression of it at the time than mm-hmm. I think I would have if I like rewatched it now. Cause like when I watched it at the time, I didn't like think about like transhumanism or anything like that. I was just like, oh, this is cool. And it's got like the girl from Halt and Catch Fire and like, <laughs> but yeah, that, that would be fun to sort of revisit like after all of these things that I've learned on the internet. Oh my gosh, it's sweet, innocent Tucker being like, oh, this will never happen. This is like such a fun show. And now <laughs> um, I shouldn't go too far without introducing my guest this evening. I have just a joy and a delight. The one and only Ms. Tucker Marks, a.k.a. as the poster. Welcome back to Here Comes the Backlash. Welcome, Tucker. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Pool House. You're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I truly mean it. Like, I told you last time I was, like, touched by an angel. Like, honestly, you're, I, you are such a delight. You are a pure-hearted soul. I feel like we're kindred spirits, maybe, in that way, I guess. I was telling my husband earlier before we went on the air that um, Tucker Marks and Pool House are America's sweethearts. I kind of agree. Like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh my God, that's like completely true. (laughs) We're like Joni and Chachi. I don't know if you know who that is. It's a very like, uh, kind of, is it happy days? Yes, good job. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I think there was a spinoff, actually. It was, I watched Happy Days, like, in reruns, but I do mm-hmm. know the Happy Days, and it was, like, they were, like, everywhere, I feel like. For a minute, you know, they were just, like, they were very pure and wholesome, I think, because it was Happy Days. It wasn't, like, slutty days, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's great. I think America is very, they're rejoicing right now that uh, you've joined me back again. America's Sweethearts, back on the air. It's just welcome back, Tucker. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I told her that she needs to hold me accountable um, because I did not let her speak enough last time. And I feel like I owe it to the Tucker Nation, Tucker Marks Nation, I should say, I guess there's another Tucker Nation. (laughs) (laughs) Tucker Marks Nation deserves, your fans deserve like all the Tucker Marks they can get. I don't think they were probably thrilled to get as much pool house last time and maybe are not going to be thrilled to hear you return to the program, but they will be happy to hear from you. And I invite them live on the air to hold me accountable as we go to make sure we give Tucker all the airtime she deserves. I will do what I, <laughs> I will do what I can to hold you accountable. Thank you. I saw, I can't put it on you. That's why I'm putting it on the listeners. I think it's, okay. it's, they need to step up. These are your fans and your army. I realize there's some technical challenges with that probably just that it's like, you know, not in real time, but I know earlier you were kind of saying like they, the guests, the listeners, they're all here at the same time in a way, right? Even though it's separated, I guess, linearly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like the fact that we know that they will be there in the future kind of makes them here now because like time isn't real. So everything's really just happening at the same time, like forever. Mm. So really the listeners should be able to hold you accountable from the future. (laughs) I had a moment of Zen already. Actually, I'm not kidding you. I felt the listeners holding me accountable. They were like, oh my God. Shut the fuck up, pool house. (laughs) And you did. And it worked great. (laughs) I'm deranged. Um, You know, whatever i could talk for 27 hours straight (laughs) problem and that's a problem in itself because i need to shut up this is tucker's world and maybe you could tell me about this i think i tricked you into joking about this actually but having a podcast and while stoned i guess it was like driving while high uh was the real topic of conversation and then somehow i like kind of tricked you into saying that you were going to do a podcast based on driving stoned (laughs) more since then (laughs) it is it's such a cool idea like I honestly just love it it's the sort of thing I just like hear and like get excited but I also feel like it would be like really dangerous and not even just because of like weed honestly just because of like I don't know like combining all these things like I'm just like doing my podcast I'm just like very um I don't I don't know like I'm very like prone to like flights of fancy 
and like being stoned and like podcasting, like and driving all at the same time. But again, that's what makes it seem cool. You know, it's like danger, like at stake. So I don't know. Ooh, oh my gosh. I didn't think about the danger aspect. It's kind of far, <laughs> you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. Although I would be worried now that you planted that in my mind. I don't want yeah. to hurt sweet Tucker. <laughs> yeah. It's like how I meet my like tragic end. Yeah. No, maybe, maybe not. Forbid, forbid. I feel like maybe, maybe try it out in the driveway or something, you know, <laughs> or like, you know, I learned to drive in a cemetery. My, I, a bit of a chaotic person. So my family was concerned to put me behind the wheel of a motor. <laughs> So my grandfather taught to drive in a cemetery because he was like, well, you, you can't hurt anybody here. They're dead already. They're dead already. That Yeah, that's really, <laughs> really great. It's actually low stakes there or pretty low stakes, I guess. So, I mean, that's another option. You could do it driving stoned in a cemetery. Yeah, that could be good. Because, yeah, like you said, all the people are, are dead already. So I couldn't possibly hurt them. <laughs> possibly. I've really blown my whole mandate. I'm not talking too much. I feel like already. I don't know. Like you can do things like at your leisure. And when I think it just dimensionalizes your brand, maybe, I guess. So I, I'm like, keep it under Tucker Marks. That's my thinking. But you don't have to, you don't have to listen to me. <laughs> I, I probably will. And I don't know. Tucker Marks is something that kind of, I mean, it didn't even really come to me. I mean, it did, but like, it's not like it like came to my head. It just sort of like happened. So what? I don't know if there's something else that it's going to be under, that'll probably just happen too. And if it doesn't, then I guess it's meant to be Tucker Marks. <laughs> that's such, that's exactly, you're, you're so... You don't need my advice. What am I? <laughs> um, that's so funny though, because like Full House for me was like kind of came. It, it's weird. I feel like it chose me in a weird way. Yeah. Her marks chose you. It did. Yeah. How did how did you get Full House? It's a long story. I was. I don't even know. Maybe I shouldn't get into all of it right now. I guess I'll tell you this. I could cut some of this out, but like I've always loved indoor pools. My earliest memories are actually my aunt randomly had this house with an indoor pool in it in her like backyard, and it was like it's really random because it wasn't like a huge house but they had a detached unit with an indoor pool and it was really cool and I was like obsessed with it but I don't know indoor pools I've been obsessed with them my whole life I just love like the vibe there's also like a spiritual dimension to it because it's like a house and a pool and it's like water the water of life maybe and it's kind of like spiritual or like holy spirit almost and like a house is like our house but it's like our body also and our body holds like water and spirit i feel like it's there's a whole other dimension to it there's like this part in the bible where jesus goes to a pool house and like heals somebody and i didn't actually make that connection but what really makes it weird is the summer that this this is gonna sound crazy the summer that i kind of like leaned into pool house the summer of 21 when when everybody i guess realigned we all went through some transformation (laughs) yeah like i had a really crazy moment where i had i saw a sign of the cross i saw a cross during a moment of Terror. I guess I had to tell you the whole story. Oh, wow. yeah. No, you have to. This, this is not the point. We're going to get to Tucker, everyone. I promise. I promise. But let me do this real quick. I'm on a boardwalk in an East Coast town <laughs> with family on vacation one summer. It's the middle of summer of 21. There is an indoor pool, of course, where we're staying. I'm like making this whole pool house like list of like, what is this going to be? I'm coming up with this band- brand. It's a brand, I guess. It's me. Uh, I'm thinking about it. Okay, so we go to the boardwalk one evening while uh, this the whole process is going on on this vacation. I randomly end up chasing my nephew into this arcade. This whole series of events happens where we all end up in this arcade right before a flash crazy storm suddenly happens. Five months later, we would have been not in the arcade. We would have been fine. We probably just gone home, but this crazy downpour happens. And we're like, oh my gosh, it's raining so hard. We cannot go out onto the boardwalk. It's storming like insane and there's like an atmospheric river directly over this part of the boardwalk and so everyone's like on their phones and being like oh in five minutes it's gonna stop it's gonna stop it says in five minutes but like it keeps going it keeps going the rain is torrential and i'm like this isn't good i'm like this is biblical i'm starting to have like a freak out moment because i'm like it's a dark mirror moment because i'm like everyone's on their phone saying that oh it's gonna be fine but it's clearly not letting up and what if it becomes really bad like we're all stuck here because our phone said that it's gonna be fine but we're not fine and i felt like fucking no i was losing my mind and okay so we're in this arcade we're like watching the water raise and raise it was getting so crazy and it's like look there's a fucking cross like a crucifix on the beach and it's like illuminated it's not like on fire i have a picture of it oh my god it was like it was the weirdest moment and i was just like they started like praying i was like what the fuck jesus and so i did have a moment of like revelation and i was like 
we need to get out of here because this is not going to end. And it was like, literally this, this was like 45 minutes and this atmospheric reservoir is just going and there's water on the boardwalk. It's like two inches. It's so wet. And I'm like, we need to get out of here. And finally we like ran down the boardwalk in this pouring rain, like fucking exodus of this crazy storm. And like, we wouldn't have died or anything, but it was just this very strange moment to me of like floods and like a cross and doom. I felt doom and people being harnessed to their technology and being like, look at face, but they were like, I was like, no, this is not your salvation. I felt crazy, like alone. Like I was the only person who could see it. I would start to feel again and again and again for the next two years. And that is like truly the moment of the birth of Pool House. Damn, that is incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for asking. I do apologize to the listeners. Again, this is a this is a Tucker show and we're already 30 minutes in and I've looked, <laughs> I did ask and that is, I didn't mean to tell that, but I've been thinking about it a lot because it's, it is just weird. I have this picture of the cross and it's just, I don't know, Tucker. I don't know. It shows me though. I'll say that much. He came for me. Yeah, no, that's an incredible story. And I'm glad that you did tell it. And I'm glad that you told it to me, you know, like I wasn't talking, but I'm still the one that you told it to. So I feel like that's something. Yeah, it's something. It was a pretty sketched story, I guess, because it's all based on like kind of reference and symbols. Nothing. There were no real stakes. But at the same time, it was a biblical moment in my mind. Like I was Noah. (laughs) So it's kind of demonstrates how demented basically I am is my point. No, I totally get it. Like I think that about big storms, like all the time, you know, it's like we have a lot of like big storms, like where I live and like sometimes the like thunder is just so loud. And I've definitely thought like, oh, what if this is it? You know, like what if it is? What if it is revelation? Like, you don't know. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like that's like totally reasonable. I don't know. I think the same thing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was a strange time. Um, speaking of brands, I know Sushi Rice is synonymous now with Tucker Marks. It happened like that. And I don't I don't think of anyone else when I think of Sushi Rice. So funny. What's going on and how did it happen? And how is it today? Well, um, it was really good today. It was good. Yesterday they forgot my soy sauce, which I was kind of bummed, but I was like, it's okay. Like I, I kind of what it's about is just like eating something like really plain. Like that sounds boring, but I, I don't know. I have this theory that like the cause of like misery, it's like overstimulation and like too many choices. And so if we could like eliminate some choices and sort of like eliminate some stimulation, you can actually kind of be happier. And so I just kind of like made it a point to like enjoy it without the soy sauce, but I would definitely prefer with. They did remember it today. And it was in like a perfect little ball too. Like sometimes it's kind of like broken up, but it was just like in the like perfect, perfectly formed ball, which made me really happy. Um, but yeah, it is kind of funny how you just like become something like I like became Tucker Marks and now I'm like the sushi rice girl somehow. And I don't know, like it's, it's funny, like the places like by where I work, but I used to take my lunch earlier. And so it just wasn't, wasn't open. So I never went there, but now I take it later and it is open. So I'm just like, I'm going to get sushi rice. And yeah, that's just what I do now, I guess. That was, that was revelatory. Um, what, <laughs> made, what made you change lunch times? Was it just at a whim or was there something else? Kind of just on a whim. Like I used to sort of like, it It kind of has to do with like how like my workflow is, I guess. Like I would just be like, okay, I'm just going to take it early and get it out of the way. But I kind of realized that like, I don't like how it breaks up the rest of my day. And I'm like, whatever, I can just be more efficient and take it later and make that work and just kind of like be happier in general. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I was always a late lunch person because it was like, for the kind of like reasons I think you were taking it early almost where it's just like, I wanted, I just want to get most of the kind of day, I guess, over with maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice. I'm glad that you, first of all, I'm glad. Like, it's really sad that there's people who can't control when they take their breaks. And that always makes you just oh, like, yeah. really I'm glad that you're able to take your break when you want to. And I'm glad that that choice like led to your unlocking Sushi Girl as like a new character trait. Or not, not character trait, but just like aspect or storyline maybe in the Tucker Yeah, book. something. Yeah, persona. I don't know. There's like not much to it, but it's fun. I don't know. So I'll just keep doing it for the foreseeable future. I feel like what you said about like eliminating choice, it's a very simple selection. And it's, I felt very Zen when you said it. And I think uh, it was very wise. I don't know, simply sushi rice on the surface, but like often there's much more to even the simple rice on a plate or a styrofoam container. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Styrofoam <laughs> container. Yeah. I also, and maybe, I don't know if I've mentioned like I really like just doing the same thing like over and over again I feel like there's a lot of value in that and I'll like switch things like I'm very like changeable but I'll get really obsessed with something and then just kind of like focus on it and I feel like the sushi rice is also sort of part of that like it's very plain there's a few things to focus on and I can just like do it like every day 
Mm-hmm. You're, you're very wise. I love this. What is your sign? I feel like I know, I think we talked about this last time and I feel like I want to insist you're Capricorn and you are definitely not. What is No, your sign? <laughs> my sun sign is Taurus and then I'm a Cancer moon and a Libra rising. Ooh, okay, 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 okay. I love it. Uh, um, and that makes a lot of sense. I'm making that up. I don't actually know that much. I mean, I do, I feel like I intuitively understand astrology in ways that's- Oh, it's same. It yeah. scares me where I'm like, I don't know why I know that, but that's how it is. I feel- stupid though there are times where someone says something I'm like that means nothing to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah no really on the same page with you um there I feel like I can like intuit a lot of it but yeah again there's also just a bunch that I don't know I don't know I was reading more about it the other night and I do feel like my all of my signs like fit me pretty well what's your um like what sources do you like to use for like when you consult the charts and the horoscopes do you have a favorite website or, or astrologer um, I'll just kind of like Google whatever. I did get this new app recently. I can't remember what it's called, but um, somebody told me, I think it was um, Youngest Woman oh, uh, on Twitter recommended it to me. Yeah. So I downloaded that, but now I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> yeah, shout out Youngest Woman. I actually think of you guys really similarly. And some for some reason, I think of you as like, at one point anyway, maybe not as much. I don't feel like mm-hmm. I tweets as much anymore actually it's kind of weird um we're not mutuals i am just a fan but i just i do adore her tweets it was another person like like yourself who kind of got me through i will say got me through dark times it's such a cliche Aww. people that just felt simpatico and weren't like off their fucking rocker like evil <laughs> like so many other uh, people that i had been following before when like the like kind of dirtbag left like uh, some of the accounts i was following uh <laughs> i feel like yes. most people went on this very dark road that they are really far down that vast majority of them that is kind of yeah. wild because like you know people talk about like the whole like you know post left or post post left thing but it's like most people just stayed leftists it's like got worse. so much more horrifying i think you know is cringe is like people want to say the post or the post post left is or whatever mm-hmm. like at least there's like some type of like acknowledgement of reality and then you know moving from beyond that point thousand percent oh my gosh (laughs) all those people just got worse it was really shocking to me the most shocking part was the 2020 primary where they like they stole the primary from Bernie Sanders it was creepy that Iowa night was creepy that was the beginning and there was many other things but then like 11 months later, it was impossible that an election could ever be stolen. And what's shocking to me is not that they stayed leftist, but that they came back to the farm so hard and don't reconcile with that at all, you know? I know. Yeah, that's what really pushed me out of it when there was just no acknowledgement of what happened. And I just sort of, I think that's really why I just started talking to people because I just had to be like, are you guys like seeing this also? Like, what is this? I don't know. Yeah, it's super weird, super disconcerting. I mean, I had a whole full on, we're in a Nazi Germany moment, it's maybe not good, but like late 2021, especially when I was like, no, holy shit. You followed a lot of the like COVID truth or stuff or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember like mass hypnosis, like mass formation. Formation psychosis, yeah, yeah. And like, I... I mean, I still think there's definitely truth, like, to that, even though I pushed by Robert Malone. I don't know, I kept picking up, but, like, I remember I was like, I get, first over the first time in my life, how those things really happened. And it was scary to be like, oh, I get Yeah, like, I know what you mean. You know, it wasn't a jump. They didn't, like, wake up one day in Nazi Germany and be like, we're Nazis. And we're... Most people probably didn't know a fucking clue what was going on. They're probably just standing around and living their lives because it's a slow boil. It's a slow boil, and the news is lying to you, and it's like, if you don't want to lean in and, like, really look for the truth like there's no incentives to it really except for your you know (laughs) yeah no it's so true and a lot of people just like I don't know like my mom like just aren't ever going to understand that like the news just lies to you like Mm. that's just a bridge too far for like a lot of people I think which is understandable you know but it's it it is really horrifying when like you realize (laughs) you know Exactly. What do you think about Dr. Robert Malone? Let's just talk about him for a second. Or the state of the counter narrative. Are you watching? Are you following the COVID stuff still? Not as much. Like, I'll just kind of see stuff here and there. Like, Dr. Robert Malone, I think, is very psyopy, sort Mm -hmm. of like you said. It's like, I don't know. It's like some of the contributions. And I mean, I guess I sort of like appreciate what he said. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it just sort of like reinforces the whole thing. I don't trust him at all. I mean, he like developed this stuff. Um, as far as like following the COVID stuff in general, like not really, unless I like not deliberately, but I'll still see stuff. Like I saw something really scary actually that like farmers were going to start like vaccinating like their mm-hmm. livestock. Like mm-hmm. so, I, I've been eating less meat lately just because I realized that like I feel better. But I'm just like maybe I just like have to stop like eating meat now. I don't know because that's like really scary. 
hundred percent. I'm so I'm freaked out by that. And it, that's legitimate. As far as I can tell, that's not yeah. like it didn't every seem fake. This crazy spin. There's crazy fake things every now and then in the anti-vax world. Obviously, it's not as it's not as deranged as the normies want us to believe. It's actually there's much of it is that was the other horrifying thing was realizing how much of like the stuff was like so true. And this is like barely the service. Just yeah, that whole process was anyway was really scary. It's weird though to me how it's so. <laughs> I know it's just like trying to be over or whatever, but then it's like nothing changed. Everything's still nothing like was resolved. It's very disturbing to me that like the framework is just waiting and like being enabled even more, you know? Yeah, no, I feel like that too. It's like they, they could just do it again, which is really, really depressing. It's very demoralizing. Sort of like how fitness feelings is like always talking about like the demoralization and stuff. It's, it's definitely like, I don't know. I guess I didn't really have like more to say other than just like, I don't know. Anyway. Um, well, I counter that because I feel like, no, you're right. It can be demoralizing. Yeah. That's why we need to offer vision. And honestly, something Judy Mikovits, who's the psyopy is probably like, she seems so psyopy, but I think she's actually legit. I think she's true of heart. I think maybe a useful idiot. I think she's been caught up in like PSYOP and used as something. She's like in Plandemic. She's just this crazy scientist. Should I watch Plandemic? I haven't seen that. Like, is that is that good? Um, It's pretty short. If I remember, it's not super long. It'd be interesting to watch now, actually. Yeah, why not? It's, yeah. it's like Judy Makovitz is this scientist and she worked for like NCI, National Cancer Institute. But she also like basically discovered that there was this thing called XMRV, which is similar to an HIV or these other viruses that's from an animal, basically. Not unlike, mm-hmm. but uh, she discovered it was like in the blood supply and in the vaccines because they basically were like infecting animals and then using those infected animals to clone more viruses to make vaccines. And it's this whole- They've done that a lot from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Like that's all a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she put out a paper in 2009 and it was making waves. And then it was like a backlash kind of happened. And she was like shut down. A whole bunch of shit happened. They accused her of like stealing research paper. She was arrested, but never charged with anything. Neared her. They put her mugshot in like Science Magazine or Nature Magazine. She's kind of very spurgy. Like, so she's like incredibly brilliant, but she seems a little cuckoo, right? Maybe not unlike myself. I feel like I, I see a lot of myself in Judy Bigman. <laughs> She's just really cool in this way. She's very good of heart. She had put out a book called Plague of Corruption in late 2019, basically saying these people are desperate to cover up what is going on because they have this tainted everything and they need to cover it up when they're going to do something bad. Kind of like foreshadowing COVID-19. Yeah. he worked to like make like kind of like a movie trailer kind of to promote the promote this book. And then that actually became the basis for pandemic. Cause as the, the thing happened, it was like, this is exactly what we're talking about, but they did take certain clips of it out uh, to make it sound like, cause she said walking on the beach, for example, would hear, mm-hmm. and, and people made fun of that. That was like viral, but it's true. I walk on the beach barefoot all the time because it's called grounding and it like fucking. It, oh yeah, no grounding is great. great. Everyone should be walking outside barefoot. Absolutely. Anyway, I'm sorry. My point was the inspiring piece of this is she says we can heal everybody tomorrow if we want to. She feels like she knows how. It's all plant-based and natural-based. We can get rid of all the toxins. I believe that. I actually believe that. I kind of believe that too, actually. Second. And she says this thing and it's so inspiring. It's just like, you have to say no thank you. And so when they try to do this bullshit again, we are going to say no thank you. Like, no. Thank you. Like we don't. I really like that, actually. <laughs> me too. It, it inspired me. She touched me so much. She gave a really good speech, and it was just basically it was really inspiring. And she said, "Say no, thank you." And so I'm gonna say no, thank you, Tucker. I don't know about you, but let's just say no, thank you. No, thank you. I'm good. Oh, COVID again, or like lockdowns for climate? Mm, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to get a little bit lighter 
Um, Tucker, you have a schizo track date, I believe, that you brought here to this evening that I commissioned, basically. And I'm really <laughs> to hear, like, what you, what do you want to share from me? Okay, well, you know, you were talking about um, spirituality and just, like, I don't know, my thoughts on that. So I just wrote down, like, a bunch of stuff. Um, oh, my goodness. I feel like I should have made, like, more of an outline. Like, I know, like, I guess, like, the listeners, like, can't see this, but, like, it's absurd. Like, I just, like, I, I can't remember what I wrote. Um, but, um, okay, I guess, should I just, like, tell you, like, my whole, like, life uh, yeah, story this, about, like, spirituality? This, this like, should I do that? Okay. This is the first We're flipping roles. Actually, I'm now the guest. Okay. <laughs> well, I was raised basically, like, agnostic, which is really stressful for me as a child because, like, I worried a lot about, you know, just, like, my consciousness just, like, you know, ending. And then, like, that was it. So that, like, gave me a lot of anxiety. And then I feel like I sort of, like, grew into, like, more of, like, just, like, the spiritual but not religious thing, which is, like sort of cliche but also like it's cliche for a reason whatever and I guess I'm still like in that place in a way but I feel like maybe like I've elaborated on it more like I started getting into Christianity you know because of Twitter um which is kind of funny you know but but whatever and I feel like I've really like incorporated that into everything oh something I remember the last time I was on the show I said I believe Jesus Christ died for our sins but I also believe in reincarnation and then I learned I'm listening to coast to coast um a few days ago that reincarnation was actually in the bible but they took it out in 500 AD so I felt really vindicated by that (laughs) I love that yeah so I'm like okay that makes sense so that isn't actually maybe the contradiction that I thought it was which is cool um I do still feel like and I think I did talk about this last time too like I can't really just be like a straight up like trad like Christian like I read um Carl Jung's like autobiography and that kind of made me have like that realization like whatever like he is I think I'm like also that maybe just maybe sort of like how Rudolf Steiner is too because like I know that he was a really big believer in Christ you know but he also believed like all of these other things mm-hmm. um so I guess like I would sort of describe my spirituality that way um like I don't know Christian plus or maybe it doesn't even plus maybe I just think that it's plus because I just don't fully understand like the scope of Christianity and everything really does fit into that what else did I I pause you mind actually Tucker can I just oh yeah <laughs> I don't know this is your program but I do actually want to I want to actually ask you a couple of things because you said so many things first of all Christian plus I fucking love that plus plus is like the crucifix plus oh my god <laughs> plus plus I'm plus plus <laughs> but it's so funny because you said the thing about reincarnation and I like know what you mean where it's like Jesus is like don't do the old things right but to me I don't feel like that's an altogether renunciation of like mysticism maybe or spirituality I think it's about certain practices and I don't know I'm a heretic so I guess like I'm a heretic too who cares but I feel like by definition the early Christians would be considered heretics now like by the church's standards they would be I feel like I relate to them especially recently being against the norm going against the grain like really going against the grain not like fake punk rocker like I wear a mask and support the entire rainbow flag and (laughs) MasterCard takes Manhattan whatever that kind of going against the grain really like standing for what you believe in and really trying to you know really trying to like stand for things I think really a lot about what Christ is about to be honest is like literally motherfucker got crucified for like his beliefs like hello yeah I'm so sorry I'm hard in parody (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, a little blasphemy. I think they're okay with a little blasphemy. I kind of think so too. Like, I feel like... I mean, I feel like God probably doesn't take himself like, I mean, super seri- seriously. Maybe yeah, that's, I feel like that sounds blasphemous too. Like I'm like stuttering as I'm saying it. I'm like, is it that okay to say? But like, I don't know. I just feel like he wouldn't really be like wounded by something like that, you know? Yeah, like, there's, yeah. yeah more, more complexity. I, I feel like, yeah, he's able to appreciate that. I don't know. I'm going to stop speaking for God because I just feel, yeah, like, like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like intent matters though. I can't, that's like my new slogan. Yeah. What's in your heart is really important. So it's like, if you're cursing with like, good-heartedness I don't know it's probably a little bit different than yeah something. I think that is the distinction actually is yeah what's, what's in your heart and your intention because God knows all of that so it's not like there's going to be anything like you know left to be like misinterpreted um one more thing I want to say very relatable that you said that you were raised agnostic and it gave you anxiety and I don't think I realized that's absolutely the case for me you made me realize something my parents had me like baptized or christened or whatever as a baby and my mom used to tell me oh, like same, yeah. we're not religious but we got the kids baptized just in case we were wrong which is like a hilarious joke like oh just in case we were wrong about there being no god we want to make sure the kids had like an afterlife insurance policy but it also gave me a lot of stress and I just realized that when you said that I had a disconnect because I was yearning for 
for like I think it's spiritual truth too. Um, not no shade on my parents. I'm actually really glad that they left me to like my own devices in a way and didn't like yeah. indoctrinate me. We're not like anti-religious in any way. In fact, they were very supportive of like, different faiths and stuff. So I feel lucky in that regard. But also, I realized there was a disconnect that probably gave me anxiety. I'm so sorry. Oh, actually, this is I know this is your program. Can I, I would never smoke on the air, but this is the. I don't know if this will really air on 420, but this is the Tucker Marks. <laughs> Abaganza. I would never smoke on my program, but as a guest, do you mind if I smoke? Go ahead. No, you have to. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I interrupted your flow completely. Please. Oh no, that's okay. I, I was a fly on the wall. <laughs> what was I saying? No, I actually did. And you were about to go to another section, I think of your pages. Okay. Um, let's Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I wish no, I could that's okay. Oh, let's see. Oh, I also, um, I think, okay, so I said, I think we all have souls, which is probably obvious from the other stuff that I've already said, but whatever. I think that everybody has a soul. I think that people have like soul groups as well, which isn't my own idea. Like I've just read that in books and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. It's your like soul group basically like gets together and kind of like decides like what your, you know, respective journeys are going to be. And like you re-meet people and that's why you feel like, you know, you just like have a connection with somebody. It's because like, you know, they're like in your soul group. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I think people are being reincarnated, um, uh, obviously. Um, what else did I, sorry, I'm just like looking through my notes. Um, oh, like something else I've thought about a lot. Like I also believe in like, um, all, um, like alternate realities. And I think that like, if you have like, especially like a really big decision, you think about it a lot, like whatever you choose, the other reality is going to be the opposite. So I've kind of like found some like comfort in that because it can be really stressful to be like, oh God, like what if I choose wrong? But it's like in a way you can't choose wrong, you know, like you're just going to choose exactly what you were supposed to. And then I don't know, somewhere like this other version of you will be living out this different life. And then also it's like, maybe you weren't supposed to do that in this life. Maybe you'll be reincarnated and like do it in the next one. So I don't know, maybe some of that is like a cope, but I also feel like it's true. So Mm-hmm. Well, consciousness is a cope, honestly. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> consciousness like, is such a cope. Make it up. You're just trying to fucking make sense of it. So, yeah. like, it sounds like cope to me. Yeah, I've heard of karma, karma groups or whatever, soul groups. I feel like that's what is going on. I feel connected to you, not just like you and the guests, but like anyone who's finding the show. Like, truly, I feel like this program is reaching the people it's meant to reach. It sounds so cliche. This is a hit podcast, obviously, but it's not about the numbers. It's about like if it really does reach just one person tucker it makes it all worth it i mean my show it's not your we're on your program (laughs) (laughs) no it really does though i I think you're i think you're absolutely right about that and and that's how you have to think of things you know um another thing that i've thought about a lot like um people always say like you know what's the point of like you're trying to like convince somebody of something or talking about something so you're not going to like change their mind in one conversation but it's like maybe they'll think about that conversation in 15 years and something will suddenly just go off like in their head and they'll be like oh my god I never thought of it that way or like maybe like you know, a few more conversations will happen and they'll like sort of, I don't know, I guess maybe I'm just like repeating the same thing, but it's like, you never know when something's going to hit. It's like, people think that like, oh, this like thing happened and then it's over, but it's like, no, it's not over. Like it could take hundreds of years to like properly evaluate something. So Mm -hmm. like, you should always just have all of the conversations because I don't know, you never know what could happen. (laughs) Yeah, I love this. And actually like alternate timelines, I guess, or realities, it's like a hobby of mine. I I go between them actually. I've done a lot. So actually Pool House, it came from another timeline and it's like me there are different timelines but there's a project to line them back up also like I almost mm. feel like a mistake kind of too or it's not supposed to be happening and it's like there's a project to fix it or blend them back together I have this one theory actually this is really schizo that there's like a lot of timelines from all these different decisions there's three like main ones or like important yeah. you need to get onto one of the top three Ideally, the number one, I really feel like part of my mission is like helping to like <laughs> Moses us to like the right timeline. Almost like sounds so crazy, but you're inspired. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I, I kind of think of things in the same way that there might be. It does really freak me out to think that like literally any decision that you could make would like create another timeline, but I also don't really have any reason to think that that wouldn't be the case. But at the same time, like you were saying, I feel like there probably are like main ones. Like it can't just be so chaotic that they're just, I don't know, all of these like different, like interchange. Although maybe, I don't know. I don't know, but it made sense to me. Yeah, I guess some of the timelines, there's like a lot, but they kind of fizzle out if they're like on the outer ones. So it's like some of them just are like born, they die off and you just go back into whatever. It's like reabsorbs or something. Yeah, but it's 
it's, it's probably really stressful for us to be living like souls on three timelines or whatever at once. But it's also probably like an opportunity. Maybe it's like a good opportunity because we're actually like leveling up in ways in one lifetime that we wouldn't normally be able to because we're living three lifetimes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like I've leveled up 60 lifetimes in the last week. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it's just trying time. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it really is. I, yeah, I definitely can relate to that. <laughs> Let's dive back in. I'm sorry, I, I'm hijacking your program. I'm gonna, no, I don't know okay. why I'm going to this bit that we flip places, but we have. We've gone through the looking glass. We're on, we're in Tucker's world. It's a new timeline. <laughs> um, Let's see. What else did I say? Um, I think maybe some of this stuff I talked about, like, I really do just like try to focus on just like really small things. Like one of the things that I like about my job, like, so I like flip a lot of paper, like physical paper, you know, uh-huh. like I count paper and like put it into like stacks and stuff. And I like flip it really fast. And I just like think about like how it feels like when I'm flipping it, you know, like it's just like really enjoyable or like sometimes I'll like tear off these like perforated edges and I'll just sort of like really, I realized like one day I was like, I looked forward to like getting these specific types of things so I could like tear off the perforated edge. And I'm just like, that's so satisfying. So like, I try to like really enjoy that. Um, can I just say, like, I know exactly, it's so funny. There is nice things. And also, oh, I was going to ask, can you just, like, grab a stack of paper and kind of estimate, like, how many? Like, do you know how to grab, like, a stack of whatever you're working with and be like, mm, I need 50 of these or whatever. Like, estimate it and be basically oh, right. Oh, yeah. I can tell about how many is, like, 50 pages, how many, like, is a hundred. Yeah, yeah. I think I have a pretty good good idea that. of that at this point. <laughs> do that with cash. Like, when I was <laughs> jobs with, like, a lot of cash handling, I used to be able to be, like, for bundling the cash, I'd be like, Psh, and I'd be like, that's going to be 20. That's going to be 25 or whatever I needed of it. And I was, like, so good at it. Um, <laughs> now that you're going to have cash and teenagers aren't allowed to have jobs because this is the America that Biden wanted. Anyway, sorry, Tucker. <laughs> go on. <laughs> that's okay. I know, yeah, I saw that. Um the post about like the child labor. So I thought that was really, I mean, I guess it's not really that weird because like people are like always saying insane stuff like that, but it just yeah. wouldn't have occurred to me ever to like frame it that way. Yeah. I mean, like there are definitely like some like concerns. Like I think, um, was it like the good old boys podcast I was listening to? I think where they brought up that like, sometimes there are like really like pervy managers, like at these fast food restaurants that will, like, and I'm like, oh shit, that's true. Yeah. I've totally worked for people like that. So I guess like that is a concern, but like, other than that, just like the fact that you're like working and making money, like that's great because you don't have any bills when you're in high school, you can just make so much money and you have so much energy to work this like stupid job. Like, I mean, it's mostly great. Like, if definitely the things that they were saying were bad about it were like, what's good about it? <laughs> Which like, I guess isn't really uncommon. <laughs> it's weird to me. It's like, if they're a child at 16, but they're consenting, like, surgically, they can make decisions about uh, mutilation surgery at 13. Right. But at 16, you know, we've got to worry about, like, labor. It's fucking weird. Yeah, fast food job, sure, there's perils to it. Yes, that's true. But also, one thing that I was, like, surprised by these, like, of course, caring, compassionate leftists who love the workers, some... 16 year olds work because their family needs them as like a source of income. And it's, it's, True, it's like, yeah. like, I feel bad that anyone's in that position where they have to help provide for their family, but you're cutting off a stream of revenue for working families. And I think it's completely psychotic to say 16 year olds should not be working. You know, it's like just such a weird, it's so typical though. It's like, these people are deranged and they're like out of, they're just out of line. You just want to stunt people, I think, because it's like, <laughs> totally. ha- yeah, it's like having a job in high school. I mean, that's, going to help you like individuate yourself as a person no matter how it goes you know most of my jobs in high school didn't go super great because I didn't take them seriously and I would just you know quit and like you know get fired or whatever but like even in like the worst case scenario you're still like meeting people you're still doing things you're making money it's like they just don't want people to like go through that like individuation process they want people to be dependent they want people to be passive they want people to be afraid so I think it probably just has to do with that again Exactly, exactly. And yeah, workplaces can be like unsafe. I picture Chick-fil-A. I don't know why Chick-fil-A would never have like predators. Yeah, Chick-fil-A actually has a really good work environment. I think I researched that to. once. Like um, it's really hard to get a franchise for Chick-fil-A. Like they're super stringent. Like the owner has to like come into the restaurant like I, several times a week. They have to like be involved in the community in these like various ways. So they have really strong leadership. And so I think that's why they're all like really good. 
Yeah, they're not fake friendly. They're happy. Like you can yeah, see- no, they're happy. Yeah. Honestly, I have to say McDonald's, my, my experience going to McDonald's the last oh, many dozen times in 2023. Don't ask why, but I've been to McDonald's so many times this year. I went on a road trip, I guess. That's I great. love McDonald's. It's fine. <laughs> it's a little different in San Francisco, I'll say, because you don't want inner city fast food. It's not like, oh, we have such better options. It's like they're weird. I can't explain it, but big city fast food restaurants in whatever city, like, they're weird to me. If they're in the mall or something, it's one thing, but they're just like, maybe this is just a psycho bias of mine. Anyway, I feel like McDonald's workers have been super friendly. I don't know what's changed, but like, I honestly feel like people are enjoying, and it makes me honestly sad that people can't just like work at McDonald's and support themselves in a meaningful way. It's ridiculous. Same. Like, what the fuck? I'm not saying people, people should not be staying at home. I mean, whatever. The UBI is like fine in theory, but it's a psyop and it's to get people like, you know, in the pods and eating bugs. Yeah. So. Yeah. I used to like be for it. And it's like, if I don't think about it very much, I'm like, oh, cool, free money. But it's like, no, it's not free. They're going to tie it to like everything. You know, you're going to have to like get vaccinated. You're going to have to like do this and that. And if you're like uncompliant, then they'll just, you know, like shut off your chip or whatever. <laughs> and like, yeah. It would, it would be terrible. But I think I've noticed that about McDonald's too. I feel like people are actually usually, it's not the same as like Chick-fil-A where they just have this sort of like, like they're like sincere, but it's like very streamlined. It's like definitely less like that, but it's like, I feel like people are usually friendly. It's always like some nice lady, you know, handing you your food and just being like, you know, here you go, sweetie or something yeah. like, yeah, it, it's a good vibe. Usually I think they are paying people more, which is, which is good. It really does bother me when people say that like people sh- who work fast food, like shouldn't make money because it's like somebody like has to do that job. So like, how are you just not going to, I don't know. I guess that's maybe one of my more like standard or like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like typically like leftist positions or whatever. I do think people should like make a living wage. I feel Very like controversial. But... <laughs> I feel like it's funny because the right wing who's so like the populist right wing sometimes will show their colors of not really being understanding or compassionate towards working people at all. They look like, yeah. like leftists of today. There's just this kind of indifference. And it's like, why shouldn't someone be able, like, if you're generating value, like a lot of the corporate jobs who are paid for do not necessarily generate value for society. Mm. <laughs> No, even if you're just giving someone and making a meal for someone, you're like tearing their ticket at the movies or just like very simple things. These can actually be rewarding for people in a civilized society. But also it's just like, I don't know. Why can't you just do a job? Why does the job have to be of like some kind of standard by the left or by the right in order for it to be worthwhile? It's fucking ridiculous. Work is work. Do work. Get paid. Boom. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of those like, you know, more like a menial jobs, like people would be pissed if they couldn't get their McDonald's. Uh, like no you. one would be okay with that. <laughs> like, I don't want robot McDonald's. I don't want robot McDonald's. It seems yeah, it's already still yet using the kiosk. But the kiosk situation is actually there's like a middle ground now where I feel like at McDonald's you can use the kiosk and like mm-hmm. workers kind of like want you to use the kiosk, but I also like will like happily interact with you for the cup and we bring your meal to your table now, which was like shot. I feel like I was in Sizzler, like a fancy restaurant. That's crazy. I haven't been inside a McDonald's actually <laughs> now that you mentioned it in a really long time. I usually just go through the drive-thru. Okay, this there's a couple other McDonald's stops on the same road trip. I had, we, uh, we, okay, anyway, I had a lot of McDonald's in one You week. have to eat McDonald's when you're on the road. It's like the exactly, law. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's always a McDonald's stop and they're always A, friendly, and the food is like sizzling hot. The food got crappy at McDonald's for a while. And I feel like McDonald's food is back, baby. It's a hot. And- <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely back. We should get that deal. Tucker and Pool House, America's Sweethearts, Happy Meal. We need our exclusive. Oh my gosh, Tucker, let's get a Happy Meal. I want us to be able to do like a Happy Meal. That would be, it's on the list of goals. I would love that actually. But like it has to have like, it can't be like an adult, like portioned Happy Meal. I want like a Happy Meal that's like adult, but like with like child for I don't know. I like getting Happy Meals because it's like a small amount of food. No, that's the Tucker side of the meal because maybe it's like the pool house side because I will probably want um, a hard probably want more food. Yeah, that's fair. Not everyone wants it. Because it's like, that's, I don't know. The Cardi being offset meal was very underwhelming to me. Actually, I don't think I've had one of the specialty McDonald's meals that I can think of. And I believe I've had every single one of them somehow. Um, I don't <laughs> think there have been like an impressive one. Oh, wait, no, the, the sweetie one, they messed up my order, so I didn't get the Sprite. But anyway, that one was actually pretty good. I can't remember what it was, but I liked the sweetie meal. Other than that, I don't know. Have you had one of the specialty meals? I haven't. No, I usually just, I'll get like a happy meal or I'll just get like one or two 
like things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just part of my, like, I just, I can't, I just can't eat too much like anymore. Like, I don't know. Like I was like heavier for a while and I lost all this weight and I just like really changed like the amount of like food that I eat did a lot surprisingly, yeah. but yeah, I just, I'll just get like one or two things. I just can't eat a lot of food. At once. No, that's fair. Like, die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the portion, well, it's kind of wild too. Your stomach stretches and it's kind of like a crazy thing. I know like, the amount that you can eat and then you get so hungry if you eat like a big meal and the next day you're like, I'm so hungry the next morning. I don't like eat breakfast a lot until like late, but if I've eaten like a big meal the night before, I'm like so hungry the next day. And it's like really interesting, like something about like portion and just like habit, how much like regulates over time. And just, it's like, it's a wild. There's, our bodies are like natural systems. Tucker, it's wild. I know it is crazy. You know, that's another thing I feel really strongly about is people just not respecting the human body. Like the human body is amazing and can do so much. And your body knows like what's good for you. Like a while back, I like had the observation that like I could like eat craft mac and cheese and like not feel like shit. And I took that as an indictment against myself. I was like, wow, I'm so stupid. I don't even know what food is good for me. But then I realized that actually that means that I'm like, I'm supposed to be eating more carbs because like carbs agree with me but it took me like four months to like realize that um but yeah and I realized oh shit that's another example of you know not respecting the body so I'm always trying to like remember that and like listen to my body and just I don't know just think of that as much as I can because I think that's really important and I think that that's um really one of the like main things that we've just gotten wrong I guess like in modernity I don't know Come on down to McDonald's. We got everything you want. We got everything you eat. Fries and hamburger with cheese. Come on, order a Big Mac. Big Mac. Big Mac. Now we even got cosmetics. Now come and eat McDonald's with me. Yeah, yeah, so many like uh satchels of gold wisdom like it's truly like it's great i hope that you have like i don't know maybe we can go back into the notes for a final i don't know like a final dip it sure. like, you have something to like inspire us with or i don't know yeah close us out in the next couple minutes here okay let me see if i have special notes left yeah um you'll smoke actually i'll smoke weed loudly onto the microphone oh yeah yeah bubble it up (laughs) could you hear it yeah i could hear it i dropped my notebook okay well that (laughs) 420 special oh my gosh um tucker uh, this is gosh maybe we should cut the weed out like we're america's sweethearts now we might lose i don't know i i still think we should put an edible in the, the pool house tucker marks happy meal or adult happy meal or whatever. oh yeah no i agree i agree um all right tucker what do you got for us i'm reclaiming the reins of the program once let once more to get us out of here and i feel like just bring us home sweet tucker. i remember i remember I didn't actually say this on the last show, like explicitly, and I wanted to. Magic is real. Woo! Oh, I got chills. <laughs> Elaborate. Um, no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I really have an elaboration. I did literally just write that. Um, it's magic is absolutely real. I, I think everything is magic though, for real. And it's like all of, like, we do all these things that we don't realize are magic and like, they have like power over us. Like politics is magic. Like, I don't know. Everything is magic basically. Mm. 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 Oprah sounds are coming out of my mouth. Oh, <laughs> Tucker, it's so true. And it's, and we're going to need magic. I hate to sound like a Gnostic, which is like an evil heretic, even though I love Jesus Christ. So I don't know how I'm so evil, but somehow all pool houses, I'm a Nazi now, I'm a Gnostic, whatever. I'll tell you this, we're going to need magic to save this country from the evil sorcerers who are in charge with their weird Geppetto, Pinocchio, Biden relationship, whatever that thing is in the White House, that fake TV show. We're going to need all the power you need to get. Is Donald Trump a perfect person? No. Is he a vehicle for our salvation and redemption as a country? Can we use him as a platform for uh, taking back the soul of America? Yes, we can. I think so, actually. Yeah. 
we have no other choice. This is, we've been dealt, this is the card we are dealt. We have one vehicle. It's not a slick new car, maybe. Maybe it's a little bit of an older Buick, you know, but you know what? It's running still. And we're going to get the right people behind the fucking wheel is the most important part because the wrong people, no Jerry Kushner, no Ivana, uh, or whatever her name yeah. is, but no Kushners, no. Tucker and Poolhouse, White House, eventually Mar-a-Lago, wherever we need to be. <laughs> doing just our magic like this i guess we'll just be doing this uh in a room at mar-a-lago and everything will work out that's my thesis i agree i'm totally with you tucker nation tucker marks nation make it happen there's a you've got some frogs following you make them get them leaping tucker we've got to get, <laughs> trump needs our help it's it's now or never it's true it's true yeah no i think he's definitely he's the best hope that we've got for sure he's the only the only person like that with any prominence, I feel he sort of like does like embody the spirit of America and is kind of just like open to stuff like that. Like, I definitely think that, you know, magic got him um, elected in 2016. I mean, he did it, but the magic did it too. You know, it's like both things together. So I don't know. I am a little bit blackpilled about like another Trump presidency. I mean, I want it to happen and I'll support it, but I don't know if, if they'll, but you know, maybe that's not the way we have to think though. Maybe we just have to be like more positive about it and just think about like, I don't know. Think about things in less practical terms. I don't know. No, well, I feel like we need things will happen, be even bigger than that. And we'll want him right. to be than somebody else when the shit hits the fan. That's my right. feeling. And do you like how I hijacked your beautiful statement about magic and turned it into a Trump ad? That's why they need to hire Full House and Tucker Marks. That's beautiful. Carlaga.com, whatever the website <laughs> is. You know, the RIP to Diamond, but Diamond and Silk are, are not... I'm not black, but you know, I'm not not black, I guess is what I would say, though. I could be anything. Who knows? Tucker, it's been a pleasure. I, you dropped so much wisdom tonight. I cannot wait to this again. I apologize to the, the listeners. Actually, no, the listeners did a terrible job at keeping me quiet. <laughs> I I was allowed to smoke weed on the air in this one. So maybe that was uh, problematic. Tucker, um, where can people find you? And what's your closing message for the audience? Sure. Um, you can find me on Twitter as always, um, at, as a poster. Um, what is my final message? I don't know. I feel like magic is real. I'm just going to stick with that. I feel like that's, I can't, I can't think of anything stronger than that. I was going to say you like shut your eyes and just randomly pick something from your notes and just go with like a snippet of words. Um, let's see. Oh, I, the last thing I wrote down was practice eating slower, which actually is really important advice. (sighs) Tucker Marks, it is a fucking pleasure. Thank you for being here. I wish you nothing but the best. It's such an honor to be America's sweetheart alongside it. (laughs) It is. No, thank you so much, Coolhouse, for having me on. I love your show. I love coming on. Um, It was great. Thank you.